Welcome to a quick mini-sode. Mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode entitled They Did You Wrong. Gomber. We're going to be talking about the highly coded anti-Semitic description of this man. So we love Gomber, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Gomber. Oh boy, Gomber. Would it change your mind if his name was Gombet? <laughs> okay, so it's not, <laughs> but it's not actually that funny. It's in the 1950s. They revised the text and now it wasn't as cool to be anti-Semitic because World War II had happened and the Holocaust. Right. And maybe that wasn't so good. Wait, so okay. changed it to Gomber. I'm... Uh, I, I need to rewind, because as far as I understand, Gambet is the f- sexy female version of one of those mushrooms from Mario. I just thought it was female Gombert. What is this? This is anti-Semitic, though? The name Gombert is a German and French name. The Ashkenazi Jews, the Jews that settled along the Rhine River in Germany and France, did adopt this last name. I looked it up on Ancestry.com. Okay. What I also found on Ancestry.com is Gombet was literally there was only one american family with that name in the 1880s it feels like maybe the author probably had some kind of carolyn what did they do to you in the original book there was no willie horton he was the landowner that was demanding more money he did own the other house that's messy it is messy right after he visits nancy gets a visit from ali horner from the secret of the old clock and ali horner warns her that she knows about gombat he stole chicken eggs from her farm Now, Hope, I read a little bit of the 1930s Hidden Staircase. So I can tell you about Gambette. I met him personally. Back to the source. This is a mustache twirler. He is, he's nothing but bad. Anything that seems kind of bad in the rewrite that he did, it's worse in the 30s. He doesn't just rudely come into the house. He finds out Nancy's alone and then pushes his way in to steal things and steal documents. His plans don't make a lot of sense. His claims are baseless and crazy, and they're all based on just wanting more money. I read in the Jennifer Shaw article, everything he did was based out of greed. He was just the worst villain and everybody hated him. Would make him the best villain if they didn't have that extra smack roll of anti-Semitism. He was not the Craigslist expert we know and love. He didn't employ a lot of people. He didn't have a group of people standing against the bank. He sold his land and then, apropos of nothing, decided he wanted more money and he'd get it there. And then apropos of nothing, decided he wanted more money from the other mansion and decided he would haunt them. No Willie Wharton. Nothing but a maid, an African-American maid who gets treated about as well as Jeff Tucker. Even she does not seem very pleased with his actions. Shaw writes, Gombet is willing to use a father's love for his daughter against a man. More than his greed, this trait makes him an even greater villain. Every move Gombet makes elicits outrage from readers. And it's literally true. He tells Carson that his daughter is hurt and at his house and Carson follows him all the way to his house before being locked up there by Gambet for the express purpose of unclear, but always to get more money from a place he shouldn't. But unlike other villains who might want to steal money or have a plan to con someone, for Gambet, he 
only wants money that he expressly feels he's owed and that no one else believes he's entitled to and that he clearly is not entitled to. So it's not just about greed and miserliness. It's also about this strange feeling of entitlement over other people's money through business practices. That's the kind of weird coded thing. He's described as miserly, as unusually tall and thin as having grease stains on his coat sharp piercing eyes and strangely enough as someone who snatches up and steals chickens now those of us who aren't as well versed in classical anti-semitism might think that's just the description of a crazy man but unfortunately it's a specific flavor of crazy oh man i would have been so bad at being anti-semitic which sounds like i'm good at it now that's not what i'm saying you wouldn't have caught it i would be very confused like people of jewish descent love to steal eggs and own two properties Is it possible that Gambette captured Carson Drew in order to have another parrot? <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's a stereotype or what, but completely missing. And th- if they did him wrong at all, they took every pet away from him as this man had a room full of parrots and canaries. He just was a lover of collecting birds. And Nancy describes this as an unusual hobby and that's it it doesn't really come up again i read an article called stereotypes in the united states it's on jwa.org which is the jewish women's archive and it's by riv ellen prell and she points out that stereotypes have more to teach us about the stereotypers than the people they're stereotyping so that's why we see the stereotypes change so much throughout u.s history to be unrecognizable to us today it's very very interesting because historically anti-semitism in the jewish people especially uh in i would say england and america have been used as a way to historically other people who have ideas that aren't liked but are white not only blaming a race but also blaming a race that they can say is insidious or hidden it's pervasive in the midwest in farming communities this idea that um jewish people are controlling our government through controlling financial aspects of our government which is how we got an elected republican who was willing to believe that jewish satellites were setting fires it may not manifest in the same way as it did in the 1930s but goes all the way back to Judas. When Christianity became the religion of Rome, it was imperative that those in power shifted Jesus to someone who was not killed by the Romans. Hence the playing up of Pontius Pilate's innocence, and hence the playing up of the Jewish people, who were even at that time being subjugated, being the ones who caused his death. This gets no better in the Middle Ages when Christians were not allowed to take interest for money lending due to New Testament laws, but the Jewish people did not have those laws. Because there weren't too many jobs available to them. Money lending became a particular career that it was acceptable for them to have and was accessible to them. And what you see in the 1930s America would have been these very contradictory stereotypes as stereotypes 
often are because they're not true and they're trying to sum up a whole group of people. You had conflicting stereotypes where Jewish people were both stereotyped to be poor, slovenly, not high-class people, but also stereotyped to be greedy, wealthy, money grubbers. You see both qualities being assigned to combat. Right-wing ideologies and fascism, which of course is to a degree what we talk about when we talk about racism of the time, goes hand-in-hand with anti-Semitism. Fascism, classically, needs to create an enemy who is both lesser than and a threat to. We see this with attacks on leftists today. We see this with attacks on people of the Jewish community today. And we see this with anti-Semitism. Going back to the first accusations of the Illuminati. goes into the complication that 1930s, 1920s American, specifically Jews, might have been dealing with as they came to America in the millions during this time period. They came into an America that was undeniably hostile for them. And they came from countries that were also hostile towards them, mostly. Prell talks about internalization and how stereotypes, everybody, the people perpetuating the stereotypes and the people being stereotyped start to get confused about what's reality and what's bias. So the ideal of a pure and unified American people created vicious stereotypes of outsiders, quote unquote, whom many perceived as invading the nation during the 1920s and 1930s. The stereotypes Jewish people experienced made them believe that their safety was always tenuous and their rights in America had to be vigilantly guarded. It was a very interesting soup of stereotypes that Jewish people had to deal with and continue to have to deal with in America and in other countries where they are very othered. Well, here we have a man who truly would have been welcomed and at home in any 1920s mustache twirling serial villain black and white film. But unfortunately, they made it about race. He was done wrong. He may have been a villain, but a pretty cool guy. They did you wrong. Thanks for tuning in to another River Heights radio minisode. I'm Carl. And I'm Hope. Until next time, go Go Wildcats. Wildcats.